just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Justin here with Meal. What's up, Meals? What's up, man? We're here. We're live. We're trying new things and experiencing new things, and that is what we are doing. It is. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say just for you know the last week of its existence, uh, R.I.P. to Google Hangouts, man. What a what a big loss for the community that Google Hangouts is is a. Uh, Going the way of the dodo. I feel after like this they apparently say no one used it. I mean, we were using it every <laughs> multiple Listen, times a week. <laughs> I wish I wish I got that memo because they owe us some bread for the amount of times we use Google Hangouts. Uh, I mean, something along those lines, but we have to do try new things, and we're trying to wait new way to record. So if there are any issues with the recording, you know, we're just working our first week kinks out. And I'm sure we'll get back to the swing of things next week and, and moving forward. But whew, episode 92 of the A Show, we are here. It's been a busy, busy week for me. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk about it. It's been a busy week, all right? So, you know, not only do I do overly medicated on Sundays, mm-hmm. I hopped on the cable box on mm-hmm. uh, this week. I've watched all of the G1, which I have to watch as soon as we're done with this, in preparation for the G show. Yes, the G show. Uh, I have to watch NXT because I have to, you know, just in case, you know, our host (laughs) disappears one day or something like that. And I might have to hop in on that. Damn. But you know what? Uh, MJ's been doing a very great job. Make sure you listen to to MJ. That's not a diss at MJ. I just, you know, I got to make sure that we have all our bases covered on the wrestling end. Sure. such a big you know commodity for us and we have a really big uh group of people that listen to our wrestling stuff so you know but shout out to mj the call-up is an excellent show yeah nxt um, is also a very delightful show from time to time and i also started a new job this week so vacation j5 summer vacation is over i'm like currently info dumped to hell right now uh, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting episode for me today. <laughs> it is an interesting episode. I would like to remind you that about like out of six of those things, four of those things you have definitely one hundred percent voluntarily put yourself in. You, you that doesn't mean anything. But that you, doesn't mean I can't be overwhelmed. You, I mean, yes, overwhelmed. <laughs> but yes, we can, we can, we'll figure some stuff out. We'll, we'll, we'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll we'll lighten your load somehow. I don't know how. But yes, you're doing a lot. Shout out to you. Congrats to you. MVP currently. You're doing a lot. I I I I would not be able to do it nor would I agree to. I'll be very grumpy about this entire situation. But not only that, 
I've been sick all week. <laughs> Again? What? I you know I've never been sick while we've done this podcast, right? Like ever. I I had And you've been sick like three, four times. <laughs> bro, I have a bacterial infection. That's some LA shit. I, I knew there was a reason why. <laughs> I have a bacterial no, I have a bacterial infection uh in my like stomach area. Mm. So I had to go to urgent care. Diver- Don't worry. Diverticulitis? No. Not that it's not also not because of what I ate or what I eat. Yeah, it's complete. It's just like completely they they ran, you know, tests on me and they they had no clue what the fuck it was. So I'm on antibiotics. I'm on antibiotics too. But I I was like, you know what? Like I don't really eat like shit anymore. I eat vegetables every day. I drink a lot of water. Uh, I've actually gained a lot of weight. Okay, (laughs) as a matter of fact, and I'm I'm. They were like, you're completely healthy. We just don't know why you have this. (laughs) I was like, okay. <laughs> that doesn't sound. I mean, it sounds like it's time for a second opinion. You know, but you know, I mean, it was my pri- it was my primary physician. I don't know. It was your pri- that's true. That's true. I mean, so. who knows? Who knows? You're working with a lot. We're working with a lot. We're going through this entire week, and you know, this this week has been. I would say it's a notable week in professional wrestling, especially considering you know the events that sort of occurred, especially this Monday with the Raw reunion, which you know I feel like ended up being a much bigger show than any of us previously anticipated um now whether people enjoyed it or not that's a different story but it ended up being a much bigger show than um people anticipated we also got um some 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 outside you know wwe news should we should we start you know gathering up the the no holds barred segment right now yeah, that, that's that's uh let's get right into it this week with uh, I think the biggest news we've had so far this week is um the AEW TNT presentation that happened earlier today um at the uh, TCAs. It's basically the uh where, where they kind of it's like a upfront for a lot of the new shows that are coming out in the fall. Uh all elite wrestling was front and center for TNT slash TBS. Uh, and, the, and the TCA is a t- television critics association, which, you know, they, they do this every single year for, for new shows and they interviewed Cody and the bucks and, and everybody there. Kia Stevens, uh, AKA awesome Kong, who is apparently pulling double duty, uh, between her role on glow and on AEW. And, uh, they, they said a lot of shit. I mean, not only did they say a lot, sh- the most importantly, they announced the start date for their weekly television show. Um, it will be beginning Wednesday, October second. Have they announced the name of the show, or is it just no, no, no name yet, no name. Okay. Uh, October second, eight p.m. Uh, two hour show on Wednesday. If it's that Wednesday night dynamite thing, I don't know if I'm. <laughs> the dynamite. Yeah, if it is, ugh. Uh, I mean, it re- it's a name, but you also it's like a name that has to continue to work out through. You know, a whole bunch of things. But Wednesday night, as we said, you know, they were definitely going for the night that's least populated with wrestling. This is the only wrestling on television. Um, Otherwise, I I don't know if people will be switching channels back and forth with NXT, um, which is currently on the WWE Network. Um, But AEW securing Wednesday night, that's a big night for them. Um, It's a it's a it's a big deal. All of this is sort of a big deal. Um, What but, you know. And what we'll sort of get into from there on, um, they announced the location of their big show, which will be at the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. Um, mm-hmm. Tickets will start going on sale on Monday. You know, what? But what's kind of alarming is that they haven't announced, like, 
the second show or the third show or the fourth <laughs> show or the things that happen after that major show. And these are these are arenas. These are WWE level. And I mean, of course, I don't mean like such a crazy comparison, but these are the type of arenas that they they do all the time on Raw and SmackDown. So it just just goes to show like they're thinking big. They're they're doing it big. That these are not small arenas. These are you know very it's a very big deal. But, um, but they, is they it a, be bundled up? But is it a good idea to be thinking that big this early? And I think you know, I guess sort of looking at it. With the shows that they've done this far, they've done great numbers for the shows that they've done, you know, this far. I mean, in in Vegas and in Jacksonville and all these other things, they've definitely sold out. And that may work for the pay-per-view model and especially it being a new commodity. But you got to be wondering, is it viable to continue to run these sort of large arenas while you're still establishing yourself as a name with no major, no, you know, not a bevy of major stars to attract people? Um you know, Capital, yeah. Capital One Arena, I think it will definitely sell out the first show because people want to see the first show. But what about the third show? What about the fourth show? Is it as important to continue to attempt to fill up these arenas? Because WWE can't even fill up arenas right now. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. We've we've got the attendance rates over the last couple you know months thus far. We've seen the pictures of like half the arena on SmackDown being taped off. Well, it's, it's new. So I think the first at least couple of weeks it will sell out because it's new it's exciting they have a bunch of fans that will probably travel or or are interested but it's like you know i think it's going to really get interesting when you get to like these like staple center you know united center type or not even united center uh like chicago i mean chicago's obviously going to obviously going to sell out but it's like moda center like all of those places like that they usually sell out like that's usually like these are wwe towns like what what is aew going to do there right i mean it's it's a weekly television show. Um, they have to sort of if they are traveling weekly, this is definitely going to be a thing. I mean, I'm sure they anticipated it. I mean, as as we're thinking about this now, they've definitely thought about this months ago. So I'm interested to see you know where it goes. But the sort of present the entire presentation of the show could be affected. If I mean, if if things don't sell out really really quickly. Um, not to say that it's like their entire business model is running on this. I mean, a lot of it is, but. Um, one's got to think, is it maybe a better idea to start smaller and then start building up so you, you know, you can sort of, you can sort of showcase that trajectory, that sort of direction that like we started a little bit, we started doing these things and now we're doing these things. I don't, I feel like WWE kind of did the same thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they, they mentioned that, uh, I believe Brandy mentions that during, uh, the, the press conference where she's they're, they're saying, well, we don't want our wrestlers, you know, traveling all around the world uh, and, and beating their bodies up more than they have to. And I was like, well, you know, during the week, WWE guys don't really do that either. You know that, right? Like they have like two house shows. Right. You know? So, I mean, I think where, where it really gets grueling is when they have like those weekend shows and those overseas shows but that's been the case forever. So it's like, I don't really like, well, what do you think is going to happen when you guys have Wednesday night dynamite on Wednesday? And then you have a fight for the fallen on Saturday. Like that's the same type of concept. Like, I don't, I don't get what, what the point of that was. Like there, there were a lot of things that they said during this. It's like Brandy, Brandy said the AEW is diverse because they're going for the best talent. They're not looking for a blonde. That's five, four. We're looking for Kia Stevens, mm. which like th- this comment, like literally lit the internet on fire, which is like, like once again, them and 
having to speak up in a public you know forum, they put their feet in their mouth more often than not. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sort of things like that. I mean, granted, yes. I mean, I guess that's the sort of you don't really want to promote an image. Like, I think they're continuing with like the counter program in the WWE. Like, we don't want these sort of beautiful blonde, you know, bikini models. We want people. We want you know, women who just look different and wrestle different and all these other type of things. And I'm like, yeah, but chances are you're going to run with the most, you know, in terms of just the face of the company, they have to fit a certain archetype for American audiences to really sort of, you know, pick up on it. It wasn't, you look at the sort of archetypes that WWE has created over the last number of years and the one that has worked. I mean, the Roman Reigns, John Cena, Stone Cold Steve Austin's, Hulk Hogan's, all these very like, obviously look good wrestle good all types of other things even with women i mean some of the most popular women have been just like you know it's kind of it's been obvious like the charlottes the trishes the alexa blisses the even even china to an extent um i see what they're trying to go here but eventually i feel like they're going to start to settle in yeah i mean i think i think they're going to eventually settle in that's what i think i mean well here's the thing like even if you're you're going about what she said on the shows that they've had so far, uh, white women have won. The most progressive uh, women, the woman they have on the roster, Nyla, uh, Nyla Rose, she's lost twice mm-hmm. on on their shows. And meanwhile, you look at WWE, there are no 5-4 blonde champions on that show right now. Right. Women-wise. And if, and if Asuka, I think, I think uh, an account by the name of Queen Sata, she said today, like, if you, if Asuka and Kyrie win the tag titles, it will be all women of color that have, like, or, or it could potentially be, like, a, 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 all women of color or, or POCs on the SmackDown side that have uh, the women's titles there. Right. So it's like, what, what, are, you, what are they talking about? Like, that's not even true. Like, if you were to look at it, it's, like, not technically, like, this might look good for, like, Variety, who put out another article in Vince McMahon on Monday, or, you know, like, you know, Deadline Hollywood or all of these people that are going to these press conferences. But like when you actually watch this shit, it's not fucking true. You know, I'll, I'll say that about the Variety article. I think sort of the Variety article um, when it comes to WWE, I think there's a I, – I don't think it's completely false. I don't think it's completely like – you know, out of pocket to say that, hey, we have the numbers. This is what happened. At the last shareholders meeting, they said that ratings were down because a lot of stars were out and ratings would be up once they started return and ratings haven't been up. And I think sort of that that leads to kind of and, and, and you can see it in the programming how WWE has tried to adjust to it. I mean, we got the wild card rule. We've got, you know, Becky Lynch on both shows, Roman Reigns on both shows, everything to sort of kind of pop a rating. Um, I don't think it's not all true. Um, I, well, I do think some of it's like very, very salacious in terms of just like going after certain things. But I don't think it's they, all. They had Dave Meltzer as a, as a source saying that Fox is worried as they negotiate potentially having NXT in that Wednesday slot on television as well. It's a, yeah, I would say that's <laughs> not a, that's not the best of sources, but then again, so here's the thing also, um, you know, 
I mean, I'm sure Variety could have got someone from WWE to talk, but really in those sort of situations, it's hard for anybody to get anybody to talk, especially when you're preparing for a, um, a shareholders meeting and things like that. But, you know, we'll see. Um, but in terms and of... That, and that shareholder call should be tomorrow, right? It should be. Yeah. But as this, I mean, as we... um. As we post this podcast, you, we, you guys will should start seeing the news come in about the shareholders and numbers and et cetera like that. And yeah. WWE has done a lot. I mean, just with the Raw reunion this week, um, I think that was something, you know, it's something that USA requested. It also comes at an interesting time, you know, right before the shareholders meeting. Um, they also announced upgrades to the WWE network this week, right before this sort of shareholders meeting. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe subscriptions haven't gone up in the way they think it's going to go up, but they do have this new interface. Thank God, because the old interface is so old right now. Is it is it up? Is it up yet? No, it's not up. Um, okay. Hopefully, it'll be up by the time the show. Yeah, it better be up tomorrow. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> because no, it's definitely not up yet. But you know, I, I watched the video. I was excited when I got that email. That was like, hey, we're gonna do some upgrades. Everything's gonna be. You'll be able to actually go to. You'll be able to scroll your cursors to the point of where you want to watch it on the show. They're gonna have better, you know, search options. Um, apparently, I feel like they're gonna do a lot in sort of merging. It's essentially merging the WWE website and the network together because you'll be able to go to superstars pages and see their content and see their matches, I believe, and all this other stuff, which I think is a cool um, sort of thing to it. But what like that variety article to me highlighted a lot of things that we already know, mm-hmm. but doesn't mention the fact that TV's down. Although, like I read the whole thing, they don't mention that the actual TV's down the whole way and that these shows are still number one, two, three, or with, within those on TV on that day, beating, like, love and hip-hop. Like, it, it doesn't mention that at all. Well, I think it's more so now they expected to do certain numbers with the new deals, and it's kind of now, well, what is what, are, what is he going to say in regards to this? What are he really yeah, going sure. to say? I mean, I mean because sure it's not up. Pull, it's not up. After sh- Mania, it's not up. Sure, you can pull a cap on the injured superstar thing. I think that's the most okay. Yes, that was it, clearly he was saving his own ass there. Yeah. Clearly, that's that's a comment. Like even when he said it before, we were like, uh, no. But you know, positioning AW as someone that actually could be a threat when they're when WWE has just so much global infrastructure right now mm-hmm. is absolutely insane <laughs> to me. Like that variety article again, once again, written by someone who. Looking at it from face value, it makes sense. Like going to, to Dave Meltzer makes sense, but when you dig deeper, like Dave Meltzer doxed somebody last weekend. Mm-hmm. Is that really who you like? Who, who did the fact checking on that? There's no one really. That's why I said like wrestling journalism is so like strange because you you can allow someone who has nothing to do with it to go write about it, or you can invite you can, you can just anyone can just write about the shit. So it's like it's very weird. I, I thought a variety article. I was like, man, they're really mad. Like I, I could, but I, I don't know if they're that. mad. I think they're more so taking a critical look at the company. I don't know if they're actually mad, mad. Like they're like to me, it's like taking a critical. I know I'm. I'm. We're on different sides <laughs> of this entire thing. I'm because I, I see what they're. I mean, to me, I agree with a lot of the article. I'm like, yo, nothing is. I mean, really, it's the quality of programming that hasn't brought people back. It's the. It's the. It's, the, it's never going to be like what they want it to be. Yeah, 100%. But once again, it's like it's a it's a consistent trend of, you know, 
numbers, I mean, and then we're talking about, yes, of course, people DVR things now, a lot of things like that. But it's not you, – you look at Raw this week and Raw gets the numbers that they wanted, especially with this Raw reunion. Um you know, they still alienate, but they still alienate people like me who I didn't care for the fucking show at all. But a lot of people did. It ended up being a success. But that's that just <laughs> that just goes to that's just goes to show like that variety article is bullshit. No, because, I'm, like, no, there's it's not. not. Let me finish. Go ahead. Like it, it's bullshit because the people are looking for a certain thing that WWE is trying to like, once again go against. They're trying to push. These new people are trying to do different things. It is absolutely unprecedented what they are trying to do right now. Mm-hmm. Sure, you can have a critical look at it, but the critical look had never in Variety never said this is a company that is now publicly traded, that is now trying to do all types of things, you know, per- pursue these these deals, brand partnerships, complete like trying to make this company more than just the carny show that it continues to be, admittedly, still. But it's trying. No one is doing what they're trying to do. Like everyone can look at AEW as a darling, but what they're doing is literally peanuts to what WWE is trying to do right now. I think the critical look is to look at these ratings after these deals hit, not before a fucking investors call. I think, of course, you know, stocks are gonna fall. It's it's fucking gonna happen because literally nothing about the the product is exciting right before SummerSlam. But in October, let's have the same conversation. I'm pretty. When that's it. To me, nah. To me, October is even a worse period. I feel like it, it. It just is. Like I mean, I'm not. You know, as much as I do love the WWE and I love talking about the WWE, they definitely do have their roles, and a lot of it is because of their programming. And I think more so, even the show this week proved a lot that listen, you know, it was a to me to me was a very fun show. And it was a very exciting show. They brought back a lot of names that people wanted to see, et cetera, et cetera, like that. Uh, but they want to see those motherfuckers every single week. I mean, I don't know. I think this popped, you know, we can when we get to the show, we'll get to the show. But for the first time in 11 months, Raw did average over 3 million viewers. That's at least got to say something, especially considering that they took a... What's it say? What does it say? It, I mean, especially for, for cons- the week, the week. considering it took a detour from the norm. When it, I mean, it says that people want to see sort of shows like this. People are interested in sort of these old superstars and sort of coming back in these big shows, and maybe they should do them a little bit more often. Um, and you have these three million, you know, these three million viewers. You have shows like this more often. You're able to highlight a lot more of your new stars and be able to drag back in old fans. Maybe it means that WWE thinks out of the box and starts doing different types of shows from time to time instead of so having what, the same. Hulk Hogan is a referee. No, but I'm saying. They reach. They think out of the box for a change, and they say like, "Hey, listen, let's try something." They're trying something now. The consistency of it is muddied by them having to put on a three-hour show every week. I think that you continue to try things, like you continue to, you know, you can sort of put in old talent back and or or um, just have these different type of attraction shows, and I think you 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 get successes like these. Um, and then you're able to sort of reel people in. And then if you're able to continue with the quality on a consistent basis and have these type of big shows and have these type of big main events, you're able to do, you're able to do something a little bit more. I don't think the variety thing is completely out of pocket. I mean, the timing of it is very, very 
interesting, but they just really calling out Vince McMahon for like, okay, you said these were rating, these were falling because of this, and now your ratings are still down. So really, what's up? And I'm sure Thursday they're going to tout the ratings on Raw for being the highest it's been all year, and that's fantastic. I mean, you you nailed it at the perfect time to be honest with you. Um, but let's see that on a sort of consistent basis with the quality of things. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, because Raw is a bore to get through, especially at three hours. I, I don't see what that show speaks to, what they can do week to week. There was less wrestling on it, worse wrestling on it. We, we, we'll talk about it when we get to the show. I re- feel like, ad- like an attitude to the show. Um, let's see. I mean, we, we talked about the AEW. That's October. You, you uh, know, we'll see how that sort of goes from there. Um, Finn Balor. Go ahead. Talk about it. Taking some time off. Uh, Reportedly, uh, according to Pro Wrestling Sheet, he will be taking time off, or or, uh, people thought that he was last weekend. I'd say probably after SummerSlam. Um, Long overdue. I mean, Finn Balor works a lot. (laughs) Even if we don't see him on TV, he does do all of the appearances overseas and abroad, shows up on NXT UK, does all types of things that the company needs him to do. If he was to take like a, you know, it, apparently it was like, I think two months, I, I believe. I'm trying to pull up right now. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, we talked about a, we talked about it a little bit last week about sort of two months off and things like that and maybe getting married, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's, a, it's a good deal. I mean, he still showed up on the shows this week. It looks like he's just, he's clearing things out after SummerSlam. He got a big SummerSlam match, which will be very, very interesting once we get to the SmackDown part of the show. But um, what I wanted to really say about this is that my man got a tattoo of his shorty, and is he married or not? Ooh. Interesting. I don't know. Breaking hearts. Breaking hearts of the men and women all over the world. Well, well, here's a, here's another here's another uh here's another story I'll throw at you as well, according to TMZ. Dun, dun, dun. Um John Cena introduced his new girlfriend to his co-workers on Raw. He said, Hey, new boo. What's up? What's good? It's so cool. It's so corny. I see. I, I I see the Instagram. Actually, I got her blocked, but I be hearing things. She doing That's things so- with a new dancing man. But guess what? I'm here. She's 29. Mm-hmm. She is. You, you know. He, he apparently, according to US Weekly, <laughs> Cena was introducing people by her name. He had a, He had his arm around her, and she was laughing. They look like a really cute couple, according to US Weekly. Um, John is very much enamored with Shay. Shay, I can't pronounce her last name. I don't even want to offend her. Um, she cute. Yeah, I mean, she cute. Um, I, I'm at it. Cena is really into Shay and excited about their new relationship because she is really smart and easygoing. Wow, the shade. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, that was the T report on the A show. Uh, it happens from time to time. Um, the real power couple is uh the real power couple is uh still Andrade Charlotte. Andrade Charlotte is the power rankings currently right now. They're blowing everything out of the water. It's ridiculous. I I don't even know if anyone else compares. They're just in it, they're out of they got matching Tims, matching Timbaland merchandise, um <laughs> that are not Tims, like boots. Um They're just doing you know, they're doing the thing right now. I respect it. They're, they're showing out. They're showing out. Um, according, you know, 
supposedly Ricochet is dealing with an elbow infection. That's why he wasn't on Raw this week. Um, that's at least what that I mean. Sucks. That's what, that uh, sucks. According to according to Dave Meltzer, you know, you might have to put a great assault on that, but he's dealing with elbow infection. He was not cleared. Um, he was initially supposed to be in the, the spot of the Degeneration X and New World Order type of ordeal, um, which would have been a good look for him. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we hope he gets better soon, and we hope he starts getting featured because, you know, we love to see Ricochet on Raw. I, I love Ricochet, of course, as you all know. Of um, course. I, I think that, I mean, you know, I want to. I want him to get better. I think that they put him in a great, a really great spot. Remember, we said six months. Mm-hmm. In six months, and see where he's at. I'd say that he's in a really good spot. I, I don't think this will set him back very far. But uh, I mean, it just goes to show how much he works. I mean, look at you know Chris Novak, who we had on the show two weeks ago, just talking about uh, you know the usage of some of these wrestlers. But like with Ricochet being you know having the most matches on TV, you gotta you know you gotta slow him down somehow. You know so. Um, and he asked on Twitter, like, it's really hard to take a shower with your, with, to, without hitting your elbow, without having water hit your elbows. I'm like, motherfucker, wrap your arm. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. You know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a guy with a brain. <laughs> I, I don't know how that could happen. Um, WWE announced uh, Smack, Smackville. <laughs> Smackville. There we go. Smackville. Coming uh, is it this Thursday? This Friday? What are we? It's, it's Thursday. It's this it's is it? Yeah, it's Thursday. It's yeah. Thursday. It's gonna be today. As you listen to the show, Smackville will be tonight. Um, it is a it is an event taking place in Nashville, Tennessee. Hence the term Smackville. Yeah, <laughs> not much to say. Not much to say here. It'll have Finn versus Nakamura, which I'm pretty sure will be six stars. Uh. A triple I mean, two, a double, double, triple threat action. We got Bailey versus Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair, which is an all-star triple threat match. If you're really thinking about it, um, even though Alexa Bliss is not on SmackDown, but hey, whatever. Um, and main event: Kofi Kingston defending his WWE Championship against Samoa Joe and Dolph Ziggler. A very, uh, you know, currently both Jobbers to the star. Um, <laughs> Because they, it, it just is what it is. Um, so Smackville, Smackville will take place. Oh, actually, hold on. No, Smackville is a Smackville will take place on Saturday. It's Saturday, yeah. It's, it's Saturday, Saturday. Thursday. Yeah, we're bugging, we're bugging. But Smackville will take place on Saturday. Smackville on Thursday would be type cool. Um, That'd be a lot of wrestling. Yeah, but we're about to get a lot of wrestling. AEW is about to grace our lives with you know. And weekly content, so <laughs> <laughs> and we'll still we might still have time to actually considering when we record this show and <laughs> sure maybe we, we might still have time to watch it. Who knows? Um, leave leave that up to MJ. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, is, is there any other guess, sort of major news we have? You want to talk about the Madison Square Garden thing that people were literally acting like the world was ending over? Or um, Madison Square Garden has not sold out as of yet. Um, to be honest with you, I can see why Madison Square Garden, eh, give me Barclays Center. Barclays yeah, Center is the new, I, the new I, I wanted to hear from an actual New Yorker if that's a big deal or not, because people from outside of New York are like literally saying WWE is over. I'm like, dog, I don't even, I don't even hear about people going there anymore. No. So Madison Square Garden is purely for Nick games, Ranger games, and maybe Travis Scott concerts. 
But otherwise, new hotness in the city is the Barclays Center. Barclays Center is easier to get to. It has better food around there. It's just a better location environment in general. Um, 34th Street is very icky. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I will be going to the show. But again, I'm not uh, I'm not very crazy about it just because 34th Street is so out of the way for me and having to travel back and all this other stuff. Um, also, you know, I'm sure – you know what? I'm sure, you know – they will sell out eventually, especially because WWE tends to always go in when they go to Madison Square Garden. They kind of go above. I'm sure Brock will be there. I'm sure they'll have a couple other wrestlers there. Um, it'll be, I think it's the the show before, I think it's the show, go home show before whatever their September pay-per-view is. So yes. um, I'm sure we'll get some names there. I, I wouldn't be too concerned about it, but... Yeah, it's a, you know. It'll be walk-ups. It'll be walk-ups, and I think that's clear. Yeah, I think it is whatever. People be hawking, you know, Madison Square Garden, you know, tickets right outside. Like, it's just, it is what it is. But, nah, Madison Square Garden, I mean, I'm excited they're coming back to my MSG. It feels different. It's just different when WWE just goes there. Um, yeah. Barclays Center is great, but some about Madison Square Garden where they have the moments, like, you know, Triple H returning in 2002, a moment. Um, you know, the start of the invasion, if you want to call that a moment. <laughs> no, no, let's, do, do we have any? Uh, do we have any hot takes? Hot takes. We have plenty of hot takes. Let's go. Let's get into it. Um, All right. Boom, boom, boom. I want, I want to put like a hot take button where I where we talk about hot takes. We boom. You feel like a cane's fire. Well, yeah, we can figure um, that in. We can figure that in. Um, yeah. Um, we have a hot take this week. Shout out to everyone who submitted and keeps submitting. We have a hot take this week from Dion. You know, Dion is, you know Dion. We're very, he's a very close fan of the show. Um, he's on, I wish he put his Twitter name, but yes, it is Dion. I don't want to pronounce your last name wrong. That's why I'm not saying it. Oh, the the gradu- graduated. Yes, G- yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to him, man. He 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 DMs me often, um, telling me like you know how much the show means to him and, and you know stuff like that. So like if you're listening to this, and I'm pretty sure you are, thank you so much for all the love that you you know show not only myself and RNC but also this show. I'm very proud of you for everything that you're doing. You're doing a great job. I see what you're doing. Don't think I don't. I'm all over, but you know, it gets busy sometimes. But you know, from 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 me to you, this is a personal shout out on the show. Thank you so much. Um, Dion says, "Wrestling hot take: Stone Cold's 2001 face turn, face heel run has some of his best work ever. That includes matches and promos." Yes, I agree. I mean, you know me as a fan of <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin, specifically Stone Cold Steve Austin's 2001 heel run. I mean, his matches with Kurt Angle, fantastic. Uh, the way we got the way we got there, uh, notwithstanding, some of his best character work. Yeah, I think so too, and I think it was really something out of the box. And I think, I think he looks back on it as something that was bad because it wasn't as success as he probably thought it would be. Um, because quite honestly, Stone Cold as a heel didn't even work, and I think in. You know, 2009, I think they learned from that experience. And then we got it carried on with John Cena and Roman Reigns, who have never turned heel. Um, 
I think they learned from that experience that not everything always works, um, but it's something. Some things are just worth trying, and they tried it with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, I think he thinks it doesn't work because it wasn't a major like dollar success, but it was inc- some great moments. He had some great moments with um, great matches with Chris Jericho and that other Canadian dude that we won't speak about. Um, he has great matches with Kurt Angle. He had great matches, just moments with the Lions. If you look back at that entire stretch, it's really, really good. So, yeah, I agree. And his non-wrestling hot take is, ain't no hot take. Get me on the A-show, you cowards. Um, I got you. We got you, bro. Oh, he has another one. Right. He has another out. one, but you know what? We'll save this next one. I don't want to give you two right now. Um, All right. All right. We, we got a couple other people to go to. Um, we have another one from Russ. Russ says, besides the ending of the Booker T feud, Triple H's reign of terror wasn't that bad. No, nah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I, I knew what was coming when he, when he, <laughs> I knew what was coming. That's was a hot take. Terrible. That is, that is a, a hot take. That is a hot take. I, I think even if you love him, the fact that all he did was what, like Triple H's reign of terror took him through a whole year of beating WCW people. <laughs> Holding long, long, long. He was injured and still had the title. Long, long 20-minute opening promo. Him standing tall at the, at the end of every pay-per-view and at show. End, starting the show, ending the show, ending pay-per-views, um, all this other stuff. I mean, I'll, I would say, let's let's take a look at it. He beat RVD. He beat mm-hmm. Goldberg. He beat Goldberg. He beat Kevin Nash. He beat um, <laughs> his own friend. Who would have thunk it? Um, he beat who else did he beat? Shawn Michaels a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot. Shawn Michaels, he beat a lot. I mean, it was just a reign of terror. It was kind of a reign of terror. If you were, you had to be there. It being thirteen, sitting through that entitled title reign, it was like, are you serious? And that's not even to say the fact that. You said this was like his second reign of terror because he previously had another reign of terror in like the 2000s where he always had the belt and always opened every. It was legitimately going on. Besides, a when brief, he was with Stephanie, he was a Stephanie at that point. Yeah, besides the brief period where he was injured and maybe that other sort of meshing period where they couldn't figure it out, that happened for it was it went on for like four years, like <laughs> like you couldn't Damn. escape it. You couldn't escape it. Um. <laughs> Uh, we have one from um, someone called Perk Angle. Uh, that is a name. Um, that's so that's so that's so wrong. I like all of the twists on on Brock and Kurt's names are so fucking hilarious. Like when they have drug references, I, I think they're funny. Listen, shout out to the culture. Um, <laughs> wrestling hot take: The Undertaker got the worst hairline in WWE history. That shit looks like <laughs> it's being swallowed by his forehead. have you seen that picture of of sasha banks with her hairline next to stevie once (laughs) no oh my god why do people do that don't laugh oh i'm sorry like we talk about hairlines immediately thought he was gonna say sasha Banks. i thought he was gonna say worse than sasha banks i was like i don't know bro she had to (laughs) (laughs) she had to Undertaker's old. Let's give him that. Also, he's wore a bandana for the rest of his life. I'm sure his hairline is, but <laughs> Sasha the very superstitious. <laughs> I'm glad you're taking so much funny in this. Oh my god. The oh, Sasha stands are who will find you. 
Um, sure, whatever. His non-wrestling hot take is Crash Talk by Schoolboy Q's album of the year. Uh, I, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't agree, but I respect I'm it. So, I'm so glad I can say that now. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. It's uh, not. This will this will be this will be interesting. This hot take comes from Tayshawn the Don. Um, Shout out to him. Shout out to him. He, he does tweet us a lot and tweet me a lot. Wrestling hot take. Kenny Omega is overrated and AEW is going to show that he's not all he's cracked up to be. Without Naito and Okada, the best bout machine really is Dolph Ziggler with So Glow Activator. Oh, 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 oh. Y'all are funny. Let's <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. Let's unpack this, okay? I do think that Kenny will be exposed, but not in the way people think. Not because he's a worse or he is worse, but I still think he is, you know, solid. I think he's holding it, back, but also I think his uh his dance partners aren't as um dynamic as Nokado and Naito. Yeah, no, uh, but like I think that a lot again, and I say this again, like. Kenny is not the main attraction for AEW, and that's going to be the problem. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been saying this for weeks. It is Jericho. It is the Buck. It is all. It is the Bucks. It is uh, Kia Stevens. It's Cody. Those are the people that like. If you looked at that picture of them, that really silly picture that they took today, have you seen it of all of them sitting on the couch? No, but I saw the one where the idiot was wearing those Jordans that were terrible. Yeah, the, well, they they did one where they're sitting on this couch, and it looks like they're like it, they're they're on the cover of like Esquire magazine, and um, you know, if you were to look at that, you'd be like, well, you know, Jungle Boy looks like a star because his hair, Cody is cool because you know he just has a look. Mm-hmm. Um, Kia Stevens, you recognize her. The Bucks, they look cool. They're they're like tw- they're like twins or brothers. You can oh, see I them. see it. I see it. Yeah, like Kenny just looks like who's this guy? <laughs> he looks like. Is he is he an accountant? Like who the fuck is he? Yo, Jungle Boy looks wild. Very. Kenny he looks G. cool though. Yeah, I'm he very, looks cool. Very Kenny G. The sideburns are also crazy. Yeah, but when you look at that picture, does Kenny stand out to you? And I, I don't. I think he doesn't. Like I, I think that it's like. You think he's gonna be the the redheaded stepchild of this entire thing? I, if he can't talk, yeah. Hmm. I think if I, he. I, th- th- Imagining him trying, imagining him connecting on TV over the Bucks is gonna be wild. <laughs> no, I mean mm. that video gaming shit game ain't gonna fly. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. I think the the more concerning part is the lack of people to sort of take him to the limit that he was really taking matches um, in 2017. So that may be a little bit of a problem, but we'll see. This is all AEW's. Uh, you know, their brainchild, October 2nd. That's the date. It'll all become clear. Um, I have another hot take. It's from Diego. Right. Diego, it says, and this one will be particularly relevant. Okay. It's been three months since Sasha Banks was on TV, and I'm starting to think that they don't need her. Ooh. Uh, let me come back to me after this Ember Moon thing. Hmm. It's, I'm well. First of all, WWE runs its own machine. Anybody is replaced. They don't need anybody. Yeah, they don't need anybody. They don't so need let's anybody. Just, they, let's just be clear. <laughs> if they, if they really, they could really bring Bianca Belair up, and you know, not that it's like you a, forget. 
No, no, keep it a hundred. We'd forget. We, we <laughs> would just be like, okay, it's time for the new thing. It's it's, it's Bel Air time. Like it, it is what it is. Um, WWE is a constant machine. Even if someone mm-hmm. takes a step back, I mean, the 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 exit of Punk was so cataclysmic, and the exit of even Hogan back in the nineties so major. And, and every time they made sure they'd never be in a rut like that ever again. Yeah. Even listen, Stone Cold Steve Austin walked out. On, on Monday Night Raw, and the show just kept going and kept doing. We got Brock Lesnar. He was doing his thing, et cetera, et cetera. Like, the show continues to go on, whether people are there or not. It's, it, you know, uh, it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Bills, don't don't swerve too quick. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to. Um, let's see. Um, how many more do you think we got in us? Uh, I mean, I want to get I want to get through the Raw and SmackDown. Just give us like two, one or two. Okay. Um, this one comes from Thick Flare. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, the twenty four seven title is more significant than the U.S. and Intercontinental Championships right now. Um, this was an old one because it says shout out to Ricochet, but twenty four seven title. You know what it is. I mean, you know what it is. It's a, it's a lot more fun now. I think they pulled it back a lot more. But even though they're still doing the segments every week, and first of all, Drake Maverick's wife. Ooh. All right, Wahoo! just had to get that out of the way. But also, yeah, it's a you know U.S. Championship probably Intercontinental Championship. We got a banger this week, and we'll talk about that when we get to the show. Turn that up. Uh, I, mean, I want to talk my shit. I want to talk my shit on that. That's what I want to get to. I want to talk my shit. Last one um, from Jamarcus. It says the Usos have been the best tag team in the world for five years, and the Bucks aren't even top three. It goes Usos revival LAX. That's a, you know that's interesting that, that, that he said. Shout out to him by the way. But um, he said LAX. I I feel as though they don't get enough love. I think the Lucha Brothers are even kind of put over them as far as like popularity. But I think a lot of that has to do with like in the same way that the Briscoes don't really get that. You know, I think the Briscoe should be a lot higher too. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that where they are, they don't really get that attention. So, like, I, I would, you know, if you put the LAX on that on that list, like, I won't even be upset because, again, I I watch a very small sample size of Impact. I might just only watch it right before a pay per view. Right. But whenever the pay per view does air, LAX usually does have one of my favorite top four, if not top three matches. So, like, yeah, I, I'll I'll ride with that. Yeah, I think they've been doing it very, very quietly considering the status of the company that they're currently in. Um, but they've been very, very consistent for a very, very long time. So, you know what? That's a that's an interesting take to bring LAX into the fold. Um, more hot takes next week. Also, do you want to talk about what we discussed we're potentially doing for next week? About bringing something a little yeah. bit back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited about this. Even when you mentioned, I was like, "Did we do? Is this around the time? Is that time again?" It's that time again. So, last year, we did a list of the top ten superstars in the WWE right now, um, overall talents. It was a, it was a list that was heavily, <laughs> heavily, heavily debated against. Um, they, they hated me. They hated the list, but guess what? We're bringing it back. Next week on the A-Show, we'll be going through our top 10 wrestlers of WWE right now. And that includes WWE. That includes Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK, whatever else they're showing. Evolve. I don't care. No, not Evolve. But <laughs> whatever they're showing right now and all the superstars who are currently active, 
we're going to go through it. It's probably getting close to PWI time anyway. So it is what it is. We're going to drop our own list and we're going to let you know what we think and who truly is the best superstar in the WWE right now. So make sure you tune into the show, a show next week, and we will have that list. Um, but, you know, beyond next week, let's get into the shows for this week. We got two, yes. I mean, two very, how would you describe these shows? Uh, uh, up and down, uh, up and down for me. I, I know you enjoyed uh, Raw. We talked about it a little bit earlier this week. A lot of people week. enjoyed Raw. I think it was, it was, I don't like, maybe it's because I was sick. I don't know, but I, I really didn't enjoy, I don't like these types of shows. I'm not going to lie. Like I thought Raw um, 1000 was like my peak. I didn't like Raw 25 at all. And we talked about that last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought that, you know, Raw 1000 with every, like Raw 1000 managed to integrate storylines and have a big pop at the end. Yeah. This was, I saw what this was clearly. I think I even, it's, it's literally like WWE saying to the USA, y'all won. Like here, this is what y'all wanted here. Like that's what I thought that show was to me. It was just like here, this is what y'all wanted. You can have it. We'll, we'll just call it Mulligan on this, on this episode. So what I took this sort of show for is... And I've been watching a lot of anime recently. Shout out to the Lookout Podcast. To me, the show, I wouldn't say it's filler because definitely things happen. But it's like a sort of break from the original format of the show, which I think is okay. I think considering the exhaustion of people seeing these same stars every week and similar matches every week and going through these similar things, that a week off and a week break between these sort of shows isn't completely a bad idea. And bringing people back and integrating them in a very sort of a natural way. I mean, you had Booker T, but you didn't have Booker T doing too much. Booker T was on commentary. They also had Christian on commentary. They also had, um, you know, Jerry the King Lawler, who I could have done without, but again, probably best used on commentary. Um through the entire thing, they they, they incorporated the 24-7 title rule, which to me f- usually features a lot of the present superstars, but now you're able to incorporate a lot of people from the past. We saw Kelly Kelly become the first ever 24-7, you know, women's 24-7 champion, and also Candice Michelle, who, you know, you could hear a pin drop and people <laughs> mentioned it was, it was It was crash TV at its best, you know, like this is, it reminded me of an Attitude Era show where it was like just a bunch of shit happening at one. And like, as much as, you know, we can complain about the pacing of of some of the shows, you know, do have good pace. I thought that there were a couple of shows on the the lead up to Extreme Rules that were really good Mm -hmm. and had a really good pace. Like the one that I I think Raymond started when he first started was a really good show. This was like, let me just throw all the shit at you and get all the cameos that we can out of the way. it was literally like a Marvel movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I just view it differently. It's very, very strange. I just, I'm, I'm someone. I remember I tweeted before the show. I was like, "Yo, really? If just don't, if you, if you complain about this, just don't watch it because this is a, this isn't the show to me. Isn't meant to be anything. The show, these guys won't be here next week. Um, it's really sort of just a fun format, and I think they kept the fun pace through an entire show. I mean, John Cena returned. John Cena kicked off the show. I think that was surprising, especially you know, to people who thought he wouldn't be there. But you know, rumors end up circulating, and he ended up popping up. Um, I thought that was fun. Um, but they, to me, they still had the matches. Now, to me, the matches are going way quicker than usual, and I think that's just because of now the 
the new rules they want to incorporate of matches ending before commercial break or at least some sort of, you know, storyline through, you know, putting things. So one part ends before commercial break and another part begins at the, you know, coming back from commercial break. I think that's the reason why that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but we saw a lot of that on the show. Um, we also saw, hmm, but, but, is there any sort of plus you saw about the show at all? Um, I I did like the uh Miss TV segment. Um how the fuck did they have uh two Miss TV segments on the show? No, they had Miss TV. I, I mean wrong. two Miss TVs in a week. Two Miss TVs in a week. I thought that was wild card, baby. Yeah, very, very odd thing. Uh Wildcard very like de-emphasized now in these shows also. Yeah, which is kind of, are they beginning? You think they're beginning to sort of phase it out? I and I'm just gonna get to that point here. Eric Bischoff showing up on the show and trying to recruit Mike and Maria. Um, I think that that's a a small kernel of what's to come. Um, and if that's where it leads us to breaking off the wild card, I'm all for that. Um, I think that even in the absence of like you know. Ricochet, who I thought was a huge absence on the show, in my opinion, because he's one of my favorite. He's one of the reasons I like watching the show every week. Um, I thought the toast segment was cute. Mm. I'll give it that. Um, I mean, not not much. Like I, I, I watched it literally. You know, like Seth, Seth like, Rollins marking out being part of DX and like pseudo and the click apparently. Like NWO is just the click now. Um, don't they always? I thought they did that to kind of get Seth over, and I was like, I I don't know how, how much over he, you can get this guy. It looks no fun. Ways. It, it looked to me, it was fun. It was kind of natural, especially since the uh, you know the club or now as they were mentioned to the OC <laughs> California. <laughs> Here uh, we come. <laughs> uh, I love the OC. Don't get me wrong. I love the great club. show. Great fucking show. Let's talk about the OC, man. <laughs> <laughs> we starting the OC podcast. Yo, you know we started that real world podcast. I, mean, I think it's more possible for us to do that in these days uh, than it was back then. Yeah, it, it might be. It might be. I lo- I love the um, that sort of segment. What did you think about current Impact superstar RVD strolling out on Monday Night Raw? <laughs> Is this like proven to putting that WWE does not think TNA or Impact matters even in this? <laughs> no, well, I, they don't have beef. So, you know, they made the agreement. They were just like, yo, Rob, you want to come to Raw? He's like, you're going to have to ask my yeah, boss. I think they're, you know what? I think they're pals. You think you think it'll end up being, they'll end up forging a relation. I don't know if they'll forge a relationship. I mean, there's no, one. but they'll, they'll be pals. it <laughs> will <laughs> be cordial. Yeah, they'll be cordial. Right, listen, what, what what is it going to hurt? You know, to have RVD on that show. He like, didn't do no anything. Reason. He didn't do anything. Yeah, he just kind of showed out, up. He came out looking terrible blow tid <laughs> but here we are he came out looking as if he was about 12 mimosas deep <laughs> yes, oh my yes, yes mimosas um uh, he looked terrible i thought I, I but you know what i haven't been on rvd for a while like you look at his old shit to like now it's like damn it's the same dude it's literally just the same dude um uh we got an appearance from alicia fox alicia fox is apparently you know she doesn't appear to be an active WWE superstar now. It's not been confirmed as of yet, but she was out during the Legend segment. She has been pretty much featured as a legend on the shows. Um, 
we could see her officially, you know, she's she's the longest tenured active female competitor on the show. Um, it'll probably end up being surpassed by Natalia, but she was for a long time, I think over a decade, definitely over a decade, that she's been featured on WWE shows and it looked like she's been moved to sort of a legend deal. What do you think about that? I mean, didn't... This is hearsay. Mm-hmm. But didn't I say she was, like, on the crack? <clears throat> Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? I, I, didn't somebody I, say she was on the crack? Wasn't she involved in, like, the Arn Anderson thing or, or something, like, something to that effect? She was, like, she was high when she came she out She was suspended for a number of days. Um, for being on the crack. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> I, I remember it being some type of drug where she, like, Arn had let her go. Arn was either Arn or Dean had let her go out. Arn, Arn Anderson had been fired for allowing um, Alicia Fox to show up at a live event intoxicated and still allowed her to perform. That is why Arn Anderson was let go. This also happened in March of 2019. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. This this incident happened in February of t- you know, February of 2019. We haven't seen Alicia Fox is really an active competitor since then. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they just decided to go a different way with things as they tend to do. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, so weird, right? Where it's like <laughs> she was just on the stage and everybody, everybody on Twitter was like, uh, why is she on there with like no current <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my! No current performers. <laughs> no, I was like, did she get lost? Like, what happened here? But um, yes, that was. was she, that. Is she on? Was she on the crack again? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We got a lot of we got a lot of title changes of the twenty four seven title. We got uh, in terms of current stuff like that. You know, Drew McIntyre, yeah, kicks the hell out of Cedric Alexander. Um, we got the Viking Raiders continuing their assault on the WWE roster. What are they, where are they going with these with them? <laughs> I think they're they're wheels in the sand, wheels in the mud until something eventually pops up. Can, can we end this fucking Usos feud? Just have them win the title so the Viking Raiders can can do the thing at Hell in a Cell. Like, can we? Like, I I think that's where we're going here. Let's just end the shit. Like, I'm tired of the Usos revival. The matches haven't really been that good. Let it go. I I'm like the the dream when this happened was that we were going to finally get a match between these two teams. And now that we've gotten them, I'm like, I'm done watching these two. I agree. Teams. I agree. Especially considering I don't think they've done the p- program particularly well since its early days. Um, we got a Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe match. I thought the way that sort of went down was very, very good. Um, it was cool. But I also, did you notice they didn't do the weird two out of three fall thing? Yeah. Bec- well, they they made sure to segment that match where they had that little P, you know, the the PIP type of deal where they had the picture in yeah. picture sort of deal and they did a little instant replay before the commercial I was like okay WWE little, they did the picture in picture gimmick little 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 NBA on NBC action um, mm. um and then we got the moment between Natalia and Becky Lynch on a moment of bliss they've really been trying to put this feud over I don't think yeah. I care I don't think I care I don't give two shits it's, she's not gonna win. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. That's uh, how I'm feeling. Um, and the Stone Cold, the, the toast at the end, I thought it was really sentimental, really, really cool. And I thought a lot of people, you just enjoy it and you send people home happy. So wasn't particularly mad at it. I wasn't particularly mad at the show. I know it's not your cup of tea, but I thought the show was entertaining watch and I enjoyed 
tweeting alongside my brethren and, and watching this show. Um, Man, I thought SmackDown was way better this week. Well, listen, now we're heading to the brand of the blue, where, where things were it was business as usual. Thank uh, God. Let's talk about it. The show kicked off. Well, it kicked off with Shane McMahon, but really the first match that kicked off things kicked it off in a major way. Talk about listen, it. Listen, man. Gush, go ahead. That's you. Listen, man. There was a song called Ether. It came out a long time ago by an artist called Nas. He is he he is on he's in space now. We don't know where he is. <laughs> I've I've been fucked over, left for dead, distant, forgotten. Luck ran out. They hoped that I'd be gone, stiff and rotten. Y'all just piss on me, shit on me, spit on my grave, talk about me, laugh behind my back, but in my face, y'all some well wishes. Friendly acting, envy hiding snakes. With the hands out for my money, man, how much can I take? When these streets keep calling, heard it when I was asleep, that this dude, Apollo Cruz, wants some beef on SmackDown. And he beat the shit out of him, okay? It was a very competitive match. <laughs> I wouldn't say beat the shit out <laughs> it was I didn't a- see that part. I didn't see that part. Nakamura, the point is, Nakamura's back. Nakamura, okay. a very strong win against Apollo Crews. Even stronger with New Day on commentary, doing their New Day thing. Didn't have a role on the show other than the <laughs> insight. <laughs> insight well, we chaos. We found out why. We right. found out why. Insight chaos on commentary. Um, Want to give our regards to Byron Sackton and his family at this time. Um, yeah, his could, uh, father passed away. Yeah, so, you know. Our, our, our well wishes to go out to Byron Saxon during this period. Um, the announced team looked a, lot, a little, looked a little, and you know, NBA on TNT for a second before they end up switching it back to the dad, Michael Cole. Um, Shout out to him for being there. <laughs> Michael Cole's always there, though, isn't he? Like, is he not? I think so. I think so. I think he's yelling in people's ears. He looks bothered that when he, when he, <laughs> when they first transitioned to him, he looked bothered he was there. He looked like like yo, this isn't even my seat. Like, can I sit he in the like, middle? Oh, he was all in the end. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was all in the end. Oh my god! Now nah, he looked bothered. But seriously, that Shinsuke Nakamura Apollo Cruz match. If you got time this week, please go back and watch it. It is by far the best. Apollo. What do you What do you think is um? What do you think Shinsuke's uh? Feud is here. They're making him look strong for a reason. Um, I don't know if they're going into anything in particular, but yeah, I'm 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 actually not sure. I'm not sure at all. It just seemed like it, it seemed like a crazy competitive match. I'm not sure where they can go there. Maybe he's looking strong for Smackville coming this Saturday on the WWE Network. Uh, I think that I mean, if they really want to go hard with this, I think I mean naturally you do Ali next, right? Ali looks like a, a prime candidate. Ali's out here talking. He's he's ta- he's he's got big talk right now, especially for he's the saying WWE he's champion. saying Kofi Nay. Yeah, he's saying Kofi. He got and I did. I love that they brought it back. I agree. I agree. And you know, he's uh he's doing very very good things with these with these promos. It gives him the opportunity to connect with the fans, but also even that period where he's not on the show. I'm not particularly mad at it. Um, let's see. I, I, I did. Well, we skipped over it, but like, I, I did like the Shane McMahon, um, promo. I'm not going to lie. Where he accepts Kevin Owens challenge. And yeah. says, um, I, I will see you at SummerSlam. He even brought back some, he flipped back the old footage. He was like, listen, this guy's a quitter. This guy's a chip. Yeah. I, li- I like that. 
And I'm going to make sure to get this in writing when SummerSlam is over because I need Kevin Owens out of my hair. And we get the big Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon program. Um, You know, it doesn't, I'll always say this, it's not always there when you call, but it's always on time. Especially for someone like Kevin Owens, who when he returned ended up playing sort of the second fiddle to Kofi. And then he ended up getting pretty much the first in the line of dominoes that was sort of knocked over by Kofi Kingston. But eventually... They said, hey, let's do something with this. Let's make something out of this. And now Kevin Owens, in four months' time, is in a major match at SummerSlam. So crazy because I kept saying all throughout Mania build, or after Mania build, I was like, it's so stupid that he was such a hot face when he was with Kofi in the New Day that it was like they just took it away from us. Like, he was really getting over. But I also think because of his... Because of him being around it, people didn't necessarily fully buy into it. Because he's someone who's turned on every tag team part. Hell, he's turned he's literally legitimately turned on every tag team part. He even turned on Dolph and he was a face. Like yeah. he, he's turned on every tag team partner. So when you see him in the orbit of another superstar, you kind of begin to second guess, like, is this genuine? Is this real? I think him doing this all on his own and establishing all on his own really kind of pushes him forward as a face. And then you're able to do these sort of, you know, interacting with another couple superstars, but it, it's, it's going well thus far to me. This is by far the more enjoyable feud. Um, they need to get the stunner and, thing down. <laughs> yeah, definitely do. Especially Shane, like bro, you need to take these time. I, I did like the Roman. I like the Roman KO thing. I, I like that. They fuck with each other now. I, I agree. Well, kind of, Mm. It, it, it's I. Not everyone fully trusts KO, but there's a mutual like. Okay, we're we're going against a bigger evil here. Um, yeah. Um, Su- superstar team up. I like that. Like a comic book. Let's see. What What did you think of the women's match that ended? If you you might have missed it. <laughs> it was like 30 seconds. You might have missed it. It was a big match. And, you know, we anticipated. We saw Charlotte Flair versus Ember Moon. And he was like, oh, here it go. <laughs> here it go. We knew it was going on. Come on. I will never forget the argument we had when Asuka lost the title on TV. I'll never forget that. That's literally one of our greatest moments. It is. I will, I it's, will one of our, it's one of our greatest arguments we've ever I'll, I'll say this. She still hasn't got her win back, so... It's one of the greatest arguments. Well, well, she and she never will apparently. So fuck it, right? Like fuck me, right? Um, either of them, either of the wins, she'll never get them back. Um, Ember Moon, Charlotte Flair, distraction roll up, legitimately ends in probably like forty one seconds. Um, thirty seven actually. Thirty seven. That was kind of close. Um, thirty seven seconds. It looks like Ember Moon turns on Bailey for a second, or maybe just because she thinks Bailey's a chump. Who knows? Um, no, she's just trying to show him that she ain't no bitch. And she hits the eclipse on both Charlotte and Bailey, and looks very, very strong and very, very smart going into um, this big SummerSlam match. She's looking like a contender. Um, not mad at it. Kind of. They mad. can heat. They can heat anybody up at any time. They- this just goes to show. I, I I wish the match was a little bit longer. I'm not even going to hold you. The match didn't, apparently, you know, the ends to the means didn't sort of really sort of pan out. But I wish the match was a little bit longer, especially considering it literally bled into the next segment, which was Kofi and Randy, <laughs> and there was no commercial break. Um, 
But the most interesting thing that come out of this segment is Charlotte Flair is demanding a match at SummerSlam. And <laughs> uh, reportedly, it's going to be Trish for uh, Toronto. Trish Stratus, Toronto. What do you think? What are your early thoughts about Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus? She can still go. I think Charlotte's got her work cut out still, even with Trish being able to go. Because you got to still, you still got to kind of carry her. Uh, I think you passed. I think this is a match where you kind of got to feel out your opponent, and I'm not sure. You know, we've seen we've we've had this discussion before about Charlotte sort of having off nights. She's been really on a roll as of lately, so I can't even say that as of late. Um, she seems fully confident and fully into whoever she is right now. Um, but you know, with Trish, you there's definitely going to be a feeling out process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got to work cut out for her. I'm, and I'm interested in seeing the pacing of that and the producing of that match. If there's going to be like a lot of uh, you know, smoke and mirrors, you know. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't, I don't mind it. I don't I mind that, it either. I thought, women's segment, I thought the women's segment was a lot better than like that. Mandy was. Uh, what the fuck was that? You know, it was so bad when they didn't even put it on YouTube. <laughs> I was like, what? So apparently, she said she was supposed to say that the tag match that they were going to have against the champions would lead to another tag match. For, but she said that they had a tag title match that's going to lead to. A tag, a tag title match. They should have pre-taped it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they I don't or know quality they control or something should have handled it. It was because Sonya was Sonya was looking at Mandy like, "What did you just say?" And then they both agreed <laughs> at the end, like, "Oh, girl!" And I was just like, "What? Did you listen to each other?" <laughs> did SmackDown you li- always has like that one "what the fuck" moment. Did, did, did you listen to each other? You clearly are both deaf. Um, but you know what? It's weird, but I'm not completely mad about it. <laughs> yeah. Because we're just going to end up getting the match that we get anyway. I don't I don't even think the match will go down. I think the Kabuki Warriors are going to end up... Getting that match. Yeah, and end up inserting themselves and, and beating down both heel teams. Because who really wants to see Iconics versus Mandy and Sonya? And also, like, why would you even insert them? I'm like, why do you need to protect the Iconics from a pinfall? Like, there's no reason for, the, for that to be a triple threat if that is the case that they're going for. <laughs> like, heel work. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, okay, there's three big talking segments. With the first one on this sh- on this episode being Finn Balor uh, challenging Bray Wyatt in a pretty cool segment. I think. I, are how are you feeling? Are are you still? optimistic about the fiend and bray wyatt or are you still waiting to see what he does in ring i need to see what he does in ring thus far okay. the character the, the two sides of bray wyatt is definitely an interesting touch and it helps sort of bring the sort of madness of this all to life especially being two very polar opposites of him you know with this bray's funhouse character and then him bringing in the fiend and sort of going back and forth between those um the fiend also was on monday night raw where he beat up mcfoley i mean Beat up McFoley is just a national pastime on Monday Night Raw, so I, I see nothing wrong with it. Um, but it was a very interesting dichotomy. Um, clearly, they're not bringing in the demon for this, but it looks like the demon will end up being the end result. Um, I, I feel like he's going to write him off after this match. Yeah, no, I and I think we won't get the demon. I think we're getting regular Finn at SummerSlam. Yeah. And they end it there, and then we get the demon. I don't know, we're on Halloween. I don't know, whatever. 
Yeah, um, I mean that's when he's that's when he's reportedly supposed to be back. So um I thought it was a great segment. What did you think? I thought it was cool. I thought it was good. Um you don't we don't really get to see Finn talk very often, but I think all the smoke and mirrors are doing for Bray, um, it's it's helping. And I think there's a you know, Finn is a great utility to get people like that over. He worked it's worked the same way with Drew. Uh, it worked the same way with a lot of different people that he's been matched up against. I think, again, Finn's got a lot of work, you know, cut out for him as far as getting this character over. But I can't think of anyone better to to do so. I think we had all predicted that it would be certain people. But when it was Finn or when we got the kind of like the inclination, it was Finn. I was like, OK, he's going to he's going to be fine because right. Finn's going to Finn's going to bump his ass off for for Bray. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, the next talking segment was Shawn Michaels on Miss TV. Now, originally, Shawn Michaels was supposed to do commentary, and that didn't come to fruition. Also, Daniel Bryan wasn't on this episode of SmackDown either, so that interaction didn't happen as well. But uh, we are we get this segment, and I'm thinking like, there's no way that you know we're gonna get Dolph HBK, but it's looking like we're getting Dolph Miz, which is just screams pre-show. But I mean, what do you think? I'm I'm biased. It, it, this is this is truly a uh, it's truly an internal battle. Considering how much I hate Dolph Ziggler and how much I love the Miz, and I know I can't get one without the other. Um, the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Both, listen, they worked a lot before. They haven't worked since their 2016 series, which I think um, really really helped propel both both in ring and just as presence on the show during that mm-hmm. time. Um, I thought this entire segment was done really, really masterfully. I thought the the them getting over the relationship between Miz and Sean of just like, hey, and we both were co-stars and I have a lot of respect for you, et cetera, et cetera. Them intertwining the relationship between Shawn Michaels and Dolph Ziggler, which hasn't really been seen on screen of how, you know, Shawn Michaels calls Dolph Ziggler a B-rate HBK. Um, very accurate. Um and then that whole sort of choreography of how everything went down where, you know, Miz tries to go after him, you know, eventually Shawn Michaels ducks the punch. He gets with, you know, he punches, he punches Dolph, Dolph gets back up, you know, he super kicks Shawn and, and, and we're off to the races somehow. I thought it was a great segment in highlighting an old talent, um, incorporating a little bit of their story with this old talent and getting over a few that's heading into SummerSlam that it seems like. I thought it was an A-plus segment. It was cool. I, thought, <laughs> I think Sean, I think, I think Sean is, is actually very good, uh, still really good on the mic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, yeah. I, I don't mind him being on commentary if that's what they're going to do. They just need to do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um He's very, very good, and especially when you incorporate him with Dolph and things like that, it seems like a natural collaboration. That's what I'll say. I ain't have to call him a second-rate Shawn Michaels. That was, that was, that was fucked up. Shawn Michaels knows what it is. <laughs> uh, and the last big segment on SmackDown this week was Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston in a tremendous segment that I thought was probably my favorite thing of anything this week on, uh, on either of the shows with Randy... You know, or, or Kofi really bringing up, you know, their feud from 10 years ago. And Kofi saying, I, I want to face Randy because I, I have to beat this demon. It's like the monkey on his back. He's got to beat Randy. To I solidify. told you. I told you. I told you this from last week. Didn't I tell you this from last week? Yeah, you did. But, I mean, you know, what they gave us that last week was not 
good. But I told you this week, this would be this would be what would happen, man. They would bring up the old feud. They bring up the old things. The demon, the sort of snake in the grass that he's never really beat. That he's never really gotten the best of. It's kind of they they use it in a very don't get me wrong. It's a little bit awkward way. Use your influence to keep me down, man. You could have just said, "Yo, you're white." He said, like, "I don't need the, I don't need pancakes. I'm white." Yo, listen. When Randy Orton said. I didn't have to shake my ass to get that WWE championship. I tell you, I lost it. That bruh, was funny. He said, bro, I've been winning championships. I'm also white. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is to me, once again, the biggest challenge that Kofi Kingston has to face thus far. He'll be doing it on second biggest stage of the year. To me, this is a natural progression in terms of his opponents. Um, I like this view thus far. I, it's very natural. They got it over really, really quickly. I'm all in. I'm all in. I just am. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll I'll watch the match. I'll tolerate it. I don't think the SummerSlam card is seeming very interesting to me. But um, we had a really great mania, so something had to suffer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, <laughs> it 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 is what it is thus far. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, something had to suffer here. I, I, if you on the big four, we got two really good, you know, big four pay per views, and I think going to going uh, two for one is not that bad. I no, think no. It, the show ends up being, really but the the cards for Rumble and Mania just stellar this year, and uh, you know what we got for SummerSlam was just kind of like. Eh. But I do think that Kofi and Randy will they'll, they'll turn up. I think Randy, when motivated and. He put somebody over like remember that time like two years ago and he was like really good matches with English and we were like what the fuck right just awkward it's weird but uh yeah I think it's I think it's gonna be a pretty good pretty good match but all in all Smackdown was a success for me alright I, I hear they're coming to get you in the background so listen man it's it's, it's hard out here for a pimp they, they calling you but I mean that has been episode ninety two of the that's, show. That's Scott Steiner. That's Scott Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean episode ninety two of the show. A lot of things went on this week. We got a big show next week with the list. The list that's coming out. If you if you want to see, if you have any opinions thus far, please tweet them. If you have any hot takes thus far, please shout them out. And again, we'll have the link in the description where you can submit your hot takes. We got a lot more to go through, um, and and these aren't they just. They're not getting any worse, quite honestly. So. No, no, they're they're it's so entertaining. I can tell they really make Mills happy. You 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 guys are doing a great job. So continue to submit that. Um, we got a lot of great content on RNC this week. Justin, take us through what's what's been on thus far. Well, we have the cable box with uh, Pafifi and myself uh, going over the season finale of season two of uh, Big Little Lies. Uh, I, th- I think I sound smart on that. Uh, we also have the G show. Uh, we are going to be recording the second episode of that this week. So expect that by Friday, I believe. Uh, we also have uh, spot callers with Cyrus and Robbie Rav. They reviewed Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. Uh, really funny show. I think Robbie reviewing wrestling is one of my favorite things. We have to get him to do that more. I think it's, is it Robbie Rav's debut on a podcast? I feel like it is. Uh, is it on it, an RNC podcast? It might be Robbie Rab's debut on on an oh, RNC shit. podcast. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's it a big deal. So make sure you listen to that. Um, in terms of the podcast that I've got going on, we got 
we had the lookout last week. We're doing summer at Kame House. Um, last week we reviewed, I believe it was Dragon Ball Z, um, Revenge of Cooler. So you can check that out. Next week we've got another one coming up. Um, next week Tuesday you can look forward to our conversation on Dragon Ball GT. It is me, Jeff, and Balvin. Um, oh shit! Discussing Dragon Ball GT. We've got it already recorded and it's already in the books. Trust me, it's a conversation you do not do not want to miss. And then also, looming in the background, you love the second episode. I appreciate everyone who listened. We are going to be bringing back the Mount Silver podcast for episode three, where we will be going over gold, silver, and crystal Pokemon games. Um, Just something for the gamers and something to get people excited about the upcoming game coming up later this year. It will feature myself, it features Jeff, it features Pat, and also, guests on the line, it will feature OG Johnny 5 on this one. So make yeah. sure, so make sure you stay tuned and make sure you stay subscribed to RNC Radio Live. We got the content even coming in the off season. We got we we keep it coming because we got nothing else to do really. Oh shit, we got we got overly medicated too. I forgot with myself and Mark. <laughs> overly medicated Euphoria podcast. If you're down with Euphoria, I've got to start. I'm going to start next week because I'm off. Please do so you can so you can listen to this show. It's hilarious. I, I'm off from work next week, so I want to binge all this other stuff. But yes, we'll go through all of this. We'll see how everything goes. And, and and thank you guys for tuning in. All right. Until next time, for meals, I am Justin. See you next week on the A Show. My champion is black and he shook his ass for that title. <laughs> <laughs>